welcome to the Nova Church Podcast. Thanks for taking the time to get into God's Word with us today. To find out more, you can head to novachurch.com. Well, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Sam and I am the pastor here at Nova Church. And we just want to take a moment to say, if it is your first time with us, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Can we just welcome anyone as a first time tonight? And... Uh, you're in a good place among friends. We just hope you enjoy yourself tonight uh, and really just receive something that's going to encourage you and, uh, and bless your heart. That sounds so Aussie. Heart. Just say that. Heart. Bless your heart. Just turn to someone and say, bless your heart. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> oh, man. Well, before we get into the Word tonight, just wanted to... I guess, speak into the whole situation that's going on across the world at the moment. Uh, if you didn't know it, perhaps you may have missed it, uh, there's a virus. And, um, and I don't want to make light of it at all, but what I do want to let you know is that uh, the government's obviously put in place a few things around um, gatherings of people uh, as of this weekend. And one of the things that they said is that they're going to limit uh, gatherings of 500 plus. And uh, the good news is that actually means that we can, see, we can keep meeting for the foreseeable future and plan on keep meeting for the foreseeable future uh, unless the government says otherwise. But just so you know as well, just from a wisdom perspective, as a church, we're actually just looking into a bunch of other ways. If, if ScoMo says tomorrow, hey, no church, uh, we will not disappear because who knows that the church is more than a building. It's more than a Sunday night. It's actually the people of God, right? And so, so really, uh, this is why um, I'm so grateful that we've actually built a church of Nova families, not with Nova families. And what I mean by that is like, our small groups are the beating heart of our church. They're not an add-on, they are our church. And so I really want to encourage you that I think more than ever, our small groups are such a pivotal, important part to play. And, you know, if the government does decide for us not to have meetings, which I don't think will happen, uh, our plan is that we will be meeting in Nova families probably every week. And we've actually got technology that will enable us to live stream in and nothing is going to stop us having church no matter what happens. So I want to just encourage you around that. And uh, we'll keep doing this. For as long as possible, and I think it's just going to be a short season, and I think our government's being wise uh, in what they're doing, and uh, we need to be praying for our government, praying for our leaders. It's a, you know, I can't even imagine what it would be like going through uh, bushfires and then the coronavirus in head office there and the different stress that would be there. So let's be praying for our leadership and all of those things. But also, uh, I just want you to know it's business as usual here with some extra sanitizer, a few less handshakes and hugs. Uh, I was joking with everyone earlier today, it's like an introvert's favourite season of church ever. They're like, no hugs for the next month. Yes! It's stupid extroverts can stop touching me. So, um, So it's like, an extrovert's nightmare, an introvert's dream. But hey, I just want to, <laughs> I just want to encourage you. Uh, let's not shrink back. Let's not kind of, you know, give in to the spirit of fear. I was, if church is on, let's be here strong. Come on, let's attend. Let's worship God. Let's show the world what faith looks like in the midst of fear. And so I want to encourage all of us to continue uh, to do that. Uh, come on, let's continue to come. Let's worship. I mean, who knows that you need to worship? I mean, how good was it just to be in the presence of God? Who knows that we just need to be in an atmosphere of worship? And so let's continue with all the things we'd normally do uh, because faith isn't how you feel. It's actually what you do. And uh, when you choose to do the things of faith, that's what living in faith looks like. And so uh, let's keep the shortage paper, uh, the shortage, the toilet paper buying to a minimum and uh and keep living in faith. Sound good? Okay, I've uh, called my message tonight, sit down, you're making me nervous. Sit down, you're making me nervous. Why don't you just turn to someone and say that tonight? Sit down, 
you are making me nervous. You're making me nervous. Sit down, you're making me nervous. Uh, is anyone else a pacer? Like when something goes wrong, you're a pacer, right? You, something's not going right, you can't sit down, you've got you've to do one of these ones. Come on, anyone like that? You just, it's like your legs start moving automatically. You can't sit still. As soon as something goes wrong, those legs start moving. And uh, that's me. It's actually me when I do anything. In fact, probably the only reason they let me ever preach in the first place is just because I couldn't sit in the seat long enough to listen to a message. So uh, that, maybe that's why I'm preaching. Um, but anyway, I, I tend to do that a fair bit. This week, I had a crazy, did anyone else have a crazy week? Like, did anyone else just kind of, this whole thing just kind of hijack a lot of things? And uh, for me, I was, uh, I was meant to be speaking in uh, Perth last Saturday uh, at a leaders event and a church on the Friday night. And I went to the airport and, uh, and I went to jump on the plane and my plane, my flight got cancelled just out of nowhere. And I'm thinking, okay, that's very weird. Uh, and then anyway, we book another flight. And so um, the first one was on Jetstar, which come on, listen, learned everybody, never fly Jetstar. Um, the second one was on Virgin, praise the Lord, I love Virgin Airlines. But then guess what happened? I'm lining up and they say, hey, the, the flight is actually being delayed two hours, right? Which meant obviously that I wouldn't be able to preach at the, the first session I was at. So I'm like, oh man, this is so annoying. So I'm calling this church up, I'll say to the pastor, I'm like, I hope you got some messages in your arsenal, buddy, because you're up, you know? And um, <laughs> he's like, ha, 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 I hate you, you know? So, so anyway, um, so that didn't happen. I'm sitting there, so the, the flight gets delayed and then I go to board the plane and then this lady, this poor virgin lady comes up to the intercom and she's like, she's got two women holding her either side, consoling her because she's about to push the intercom button. So her little finger's there and she's going this. And she's like, there's a whole plane load of people getting ready to go. She's like, ladies and gentlemen, we would just like to announce that Virgin Flight 237 to Perth has been cancelled, right? And so, like, this is my second cancel flight. People are going crazy, right? There's a guy with a mattress. I don't know why he had one, but he was throwing it and uh, trying to jump the counter. Like, the federal police are running in and dragging people out. Like, it's going crazy in the airport. And I'm just thinking, this is not how I saw my day going, Right? I didn't expect to go to the airport and then come back to my house in the same day, right? And so anyway, we got there and, you know, preached the word and God did amazing things. And I was just thinking to myself, there's this much resistance to me be going. What the heck's going to happen on the other side? So we went and uh, it was an amazing thing. But it got me thinking about this whole thought of the season we're living in right now. If we were to sum it up, obviously we spoke about fear last week, but I think another way we could sum it up is like, is I wasn't expecting that right? That, that was unexpected, right? I didn't expect for that to happen. And so I'm there in the airport pacing up and down, making phone calls, doing my thing, and, and, and I'm trying to get all of this stuff done. And I found myself standing the whole time, even though I had the opportunity to sit, right? And it wasn't until I got home that I finally sat down on the lounge into that beautifully sculpted part of a lounge where my bum sits every night, right? You know that part of your lounge? Nope, okay. Um, I sat there in the lounge and I was seated for the first time. And, and the reason why I was seated was because there was nothing more I could do, right? With all the working and all the trying and everything, at the end of the day, all I could do was what? Sit down, sit down. I was thinking about this and there's actually a scripture in the Bible, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12, it says something very peculiar, very interesting about Jesus and his position 
when it comes to the events of the world and the things that are happening in our lives. For those of us who are believers, and if you're not a believer and you're here tonight thinking, hey, I want to learn more about Jesus, you're in the right place. The Bible says that Jesus was crucified on our behalf. He died the death we should have died, was buried and rose again three days later. He sent the Spirit of God and He ascended to heaven. And then this scripture here, what it does is it tells us what Jesus did when He got to heaven. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 12 says, But when he, when this priest, it's speaking of Jesus, had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, I want you to underline this if you're underlining or writing it down, he sat down at the right hand of God. I'm going to say that again. He sat down. Do you know why Jesus is seated? Because he's not nervous. Do you know why Jesus is seated? Because the work is done. Do you know why Jesus is seated? Because he is not surprised. He is not caught off guard. He is not shocked by any event or anything that would be going on. No, when you come home to sit, it is a symbol of what? The work is done and I am confident that it is finished. So when the Bible says that Jesus ascended to heaven and He sat down, it means that He sat down because He was sure that He had done enough. He sat down because He was sure of His victory. He sat down because He was sure of everything that He had accomplished on the cross for you and me. Now, the reason that's exciting, (laughs) well, there's a number of reasons why it's exciting. The reason it's exciting is because If he's sitting, it means he's won. If he's sitting, it means he is absolutely sure that there is nothing else yet to be achieved. I I don't know if you've got like a, anyone here track their steps? Any like crazy step tracking people in the house? Give me a wave, right? It's a a craze. You might have an Apple watch or like one of those, you know, things and, and uh, maybe it's on your phone, you just check it every three weeks to feel better about yourself like me. Um, but, but either way, we, we do this thing called tracking our steps. And the idea is, of course, that if you... Oh, no, I'm not going to do that to the camera people tonight. <laughs> the idea, of course, Foster's actually praising the Lord right now at the back. The idea, of course, is... <laughs> it won't work on YouTube, you know. Um, <laughs> the idea, of course, is that if you're tracking your steps, right, you're, you're adding them up and you're seeing how, how, how much mileage have I done, how hard have I worked, all of these places you would go. Do you know, if, if you strapped a pedometer to Jesus, since he ascended to heaven, you would outstep him. Because the Bible says that once he was seated, he hasn't moved. You think that you, you feel bad when you Netflix binge and sit too long. Jesus has been sitting in the throne of heaven for 2,000 years, right? I'll tell you why this is good news. It doesn't mean he's not doing anything. It means he's already done everything. It means we're not waiting for God to move. It means he's already moved. It means he already has an answer, right? Revelation 2011, the book of Revelation 2011, it says this. It says, it says, let me just pull this up, make sure I get it right. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was what? seated on it. The Bible is saying for us 
that Jesus sat down 2,000 years ago and nothing has shocked him, scared him, moved him enough for him to fall off his throne and to move from the place he was seated at 2,000 years ago. I'll tell you why this is good news. I'll tell you why this is good news. It's good news. Because if he is seated on the throne, it means that nothing in life is truly unexpected. That's it. There may be things that were unexpected to us, but there is nothing that is unexpected to him. See, if you're at home and you're on your seat and someone comes to the door you weren't expecting, you're like, <gasps> if, if you're at home and you realise you left the, uh, the food in the oven for an hour longer, right? And the smoke starts, what happens? Because, because something unexpected happened that moved you. Can I tell you such a simple truth? Do you know why Jesus hasn't moved in 2,000 years? Because nothing has crept past Him. Nothing has surprised Him. Nothing was unexpected. He wasn't surprised. He isn't because He's not like, oh my gosh, guys, I didn't see coronavirus coming. No, no, no. He is seated on the throne with a plan in hand, already sure of the victory that He has won over it. Our God remains unmoved. He is seated. Life is about reminding your soul, reminding your mind that you don't serve a standing God, a pacing God, a nervous God, or a God that is caught off guard. Your God is seated. If you were to throw a surprise party for Jesus, it would never be a surprise. Because he always saw it coming. He knows the end. He's the annoying friend you sit next to who always knows who the bad guy is in the movie, right? He knows how the story ends. He knows it head to tail. And he is seated because he is sure of his victory. You serve today a sitting God. A sitting God. The Bible goes on to say in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, speaking of us, Something else that's really interesting. I'm going to read it to you. For he, speaking of God, raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. The Bible says Jesus isn't meant to be the only one seated. In him, we are meant to be seated too. And the Christian life is about believing and experiencing the reality that you are seated with Him too. Seating is a place of rest. It's a place that's free of anxiety. It's a place that's it's full of confidence. Standing is a place of work, a place of striving, a place of panic, a place of anxiety. But God says, I want you seated with me. So my question for our church is, is if Jesus is sitting, why are we standing? If He is seated, the people of God, come on, I ought to have a confidence that says, if you're seated, I'm seated too. I want you to turn to the person next to you and tell them you may be seated. You may be seated. 
See, so often you hear the term, stand up for what you believe in. Great term, get it. I think as Christians, sometimes you've got to sit down for what you believe in. <laughs> it, it, means, it means saying, no, 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 I'm seated. God's got this. He is in control. Psalm 16 verse 8 says this, I have set the Lord always before me because He is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. This is what every Christian ought to say. Jesus, if you are seated and you are not moved, then guess what? My faith in you declares that I am seated and I will not be moved. The financial problem is coming at me. I'm seated. I will not be moved. The media is shouting words of panic at us. I'm sorry, I'm seated. I will not be moved. It looks like the family is crumbling. I'm sorry, I'm seated and I will not be moved. If my Jesus is seated and is not moved, I take authority and declare that my life will be everything that the Scripture says it will be. If He cannot be moved off the throne, I'm not moved off with Him. I'm on Jesus' lap. I'm not going anywhere. I'm seated, come on, and I will not be moved. I'm a person of faith, not a person of fear. In Jesus' name. This is what I feel the Lord would say to all of us today. In the midst of the panic and the scare, He would say, hey, sit down. You're making me nervous. Sit down, believer. I got you. Sit down, believer. I got your finances. Sit down, believer. I got your family. Sit down, believer. I got you. I will not be moved. When unexpected delays come, I will not be moved. When unexpected detours come, I will not be moved. When unexpected decisions arise, I will not be moved. Not because I'm amazing. Not because I have so much willpower. Not because I'm cool, calm and collected and I'm not feeling it. The difference between being a believer and an unbeliever is found in that passage in Ephesians. Where does it say we're seated? In heavenly places. It means we live according to what is happening above, not to what is happening below. Our emotions are governed not by what is happening below, but by what is happening above. Our decisions are governed not by what is only happening below, but by what is happening above where Christ is seated. I am seated not in earthly places with Jesus. I'm seated in heavenly places with Jesus. Where is heaven? It is above the disease. It is above the stress. It is above the panic. It is above the fear. It is above the anxiety. It is above it. And that is where we are seated. So to every believer, may we be people who use wisdom and faith. But I pray that we would be people who are seated. I pray that when you go to work this week and people look at you and, and you're not freaking out and they ask you, why aren't you freaking out? You say, well, it's not for nothing could go wrong, but I know someone who's above it all. See, I, I feel right now prophetically that this could be the greatest season 
of soul winning in Nova Church. Because when you go to university and there's stress and anxiety and everyone is melting down, but, but there's a calm about you that says seated and people begin to ask, why are you so calm? And you say, well, I know someone who's seated. When you go back to your family who's never wanted anything to do with faith and, and, now, and suddenly they're panicking and they see you maybe even as a young man or a young woman come and they say, what's going on? And you say, well, I've got this faith in Jesus who is seated and I just believe that He's going to get me through. I'm telling you, whoa. Sorry, camera guy. Um, I'm seated. I knew that was going to happen. I always get too close. I always test it. I test it and then... Every boundary you test. That's another preach. Okay. <laughs> He's seated. May the world look at us, church. And not see us as just stupid, happy clappers who pretend stuff isn't going on. But when they look at us who have a grounded faith, come on, in a risen Lord and a risen Saviour who is seated on high and say, I want what you've got. I want to be seated like you're seated in Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. Thanks for joining us on the Nova Church Podcast. We hope this message impacted you in a powerful way. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe or you can head to novachurch.com for more.